I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Down the block, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Going to go through our rapid review for round 20 and our quick preview for round 21. Really starting to heat up in the draft comp. Obviously not too far away uh, from Supercoach Finals now. So just just sorting out our places as far as the top eight goes. I uh, I think we're at the, as it stands right now, I think there's 10 teams that can make the top eight at the moment. Uh, I think the guy coming 11th, Phil who I actually played on the weekend and he dusted me, uh, which we'll talk about that in a minute. I think that uh, I think that he's probably out of contention. But the guys in 9 and 10, they're on the same amount of points as the guy in 8th. The guy in 8th, Johnny, uh, he's got better for and against than them, though, so they're going to have to actually get in front of him. So it's going to be a very interesting last few weeks. And obviously the race for 8th place, uh, that's heating up pretty quickly. But uh, also the race for 4th place, which is between me and another guy, Mick, uh, champion fella, and we're, uh, we're both on 24 competition points, uh, but I've got, my for and against is, I think, almost 900 better than his, so I've got the advantage right now, I've just got to hold that lead, and to make it really interesting, we'll talk more about this soon in the episode, but um, so... I played Phil last week. This week, Mick plays Phil. So he's actually following me. So uh, the guy that I play this week, Eamon, uh, Mick will play him the week after. Uh, So we're sort of following each other. And then in the last round, uh, we actually play each other. So I personally think, uh, if I had to put a little betting market on it, I think that um, I would probably win my next two games. And I think that Mick will also win his next two games, which means that in the last round of the regular season, I believe we will be going head-to-head for fourth place. I think that the guys in front of us, um, I think that they've probably got they've got two wins on me. So I'm going to need one of those three guys to not win another game, essentially, and then maybe I could catch them. Uh, but I think that's probably unlikely. I think that those three guys will find a way to win at least one game each, which will mean that it's me and Mick fighting it out for fourth place in the last round, assuming... We both win our games the next two weeks. So I'm starting to get all my troops back and whatnot. I'm feeling reasonably confident. I've also just, in general, got the matchups that sort of 
uh, for my way over the next two weeks. And uh, Mick's following me, so I think he's got matchups that will fall his way as well. I get Cleary back this week. He gets Latrell back this week. So really, really interesting times on the ladder. Uh, I, I almost got a win on the weekend that I probably didn't deserve, I guess you could say. Uh, I was missing a number of players. I think I only had nine in the end. I think I, I actually grabbed one extra off the waiver wire uh, to have a crack at winning towards the end, but uh, wasn't able to get it done. Actually, the guy I played, Phil, he's, uh, as I said, he's sort of down the bottom of the ladder. Not last, but sort of down the bottom of the ladder, sitting at around 11th, and he had a wild week. Good God. It was so frustrating to watch. Uh, as we all know in draft leagues, you know, a lot of games are decided each weekend by how many tries you score. Um, and fuck me, Phil just couldn't stop scoring tries. I wish in hindsight uh, I would have bet on all of his players because I would have made an absolute mozza this weekend. That would have come in handy. Uh, he just couldn't stop scoring meat pies, some pad ties. He was on fire. So uh, that made it tough. I was also short on players, obviously. Uh, and it was funny. I was sort of, if Nath Cleary would have played, I mean, I, I, I lost by 90 points in the end, so I might have been a sniff, but probably a big ask, realistically, but um, let's have a look at that game from the weekend. We'll go uh, game by game in the NRL and talk about uh, how it all sort of played out like we do every week. Then we'll give a quick preview for the weekend coming, which is a must-win game for me. Um, I think the Mick should win his game. Hopefully, Phil can pull another miracle out of his ass once again, uh, but I'm not overly confident on it, if I'm being completely honest. Shout out to Phil, champion fella. Uh, but let's have a look at my game from last week in round 20, uh, where I took on Phil a pretty tight loss in the end, 90 points or so. So, um, yeah, so my weekend started with KP putting on a show. And this was always going to be the way, realistically, with my team. I knew that I had this fantastic matchup, Caelan Ponga versus the Tigers. So despite me being short on players... I knew I was a shot because I had KP, and he did deliver. He exploded against the Newcastle Knights, so he was my VC. So straight away off the bat, I had 274 points, which was really helpful. Adam Elliott, he did his usual thing. He finished the game on 35 and updated to about 55. It's fucking weird how that happens with certain players. He's always the same. Uh, on the other side of the park, it's it just it kicked off the way it went the entire weekend. He had Tyson Gamble and Daniel Saifidi. Both of them scored tries, so I probably wasn't expecting DSAF to score a try on this one. I think we tipped Tyson Gamble for a try, but the DSAF one was a real kick in the dick. Uh, we then had the Bulldogs game versus the Broncos. The Broncos had a big win there. Katoni Staggs, as per usual, did sweet FA for me, scored 30. Jarrell Skelton, uh, 40, pretty much all in base. I was pretty happy with that. On the other side of the park, he had Jake Avrillo, who I think scored two tries uh, and scored 70 points. So probably a little win for me there. Normally when you score two tries and you're a fullback, you can, you can bank in 100. He only got 70. So I'll take that win, but we were... He had three players so far, and it scored four tries. Uh, he also had Ezra Mam in that game, who scored 51, also scored a try. So every single one of his players had scored a try so far, and it was starting to get a little bit frustrating. Uh, we then had the Sydney... No, we had the Cowboys and the Seagulls going head-to-head -head. Uh, in this game. I had no one. In this one, Phil had a few guys. He had Drinkwater, Granville. Uh, Drinkwater obviously scored a try, and he was Phil's captain. Um, it was This game was actually looking really positive for me. Drinky had done fuck all in the first half. I was looking pretty confident I was going to pull a huge upset win here with less players. But when Drinky scored in the second half, uh, that sort of closed the case, unfortunately. 100 
and 72 drink water scored there. And Jakey Granville was, that was his other player. His first player of the round that didn't score a try. So that was very nice. A little did I know what was coming a little bit later that night. Uh, we had the Roosters taking on the Melbourne Storm. I only had Billy Smith in this game who didn't score a try, but he managed to score 70 Supercoach points, which was fantastic. Updated quite a bit, which was unreal. But as per the rest of the weekend, the one player or the two players that Phil had in this game, the first one was Justin Olam. He didn't score, but of course his other player, Xavier Coates scored three tries. Now, as keeping with the theme of the weekend, um, his players scored tries but really didn't score overly well. So Ezra Mam scored a try, got 51. Avrilo scored two tries, got 70. Xavier Coates scored three tries and got 77. So once again, scored a lot of tries, but his actual score wasn't good. So it kept me in the game once again. Uh, we then had... The New Zealand Warriors, who gave it to the Sharkies. Uh, in this game, I had Jackson Ford, who scored a 63. He was solid, as per usual. And Dylan Walker, who came off the bench, played CTW for me, scored 49. I'll take that every day of the week. Uh, now, if I have a look at Phil's team, he had Marcelo Montoya. Uh, he scored 22 points. So, obviously, a guy that I... And this is the one guy that I thought, fuck, of course he'll score this weekend. People that have been listening to these podcasts all year will know that I actually had Marcelo Montoya at the start of the year and got rid of him. So I was a little bit nervous about playing him. Uh, We then had Sunday kicked off where we had the Dolphins and the Panthers uh, going head-to-head here. I obviously had Zach Hosking, 47, came off early. uh, But I also had Nathan Cleary, who we weren't sure if he was going to play or not. My mail was pretty strong that he wasn't going to feature, and he didn't end up. But, geez, it would have been interesting if he did. Uh, And for Phil, he had... Sorry, I also had Connolly Lemuelu, who scored a try and got 77. So he's bounced back, thankfully. I was a little bit worried about him a few weeks ago. In this game, the only player Phil had was Isaiah Katoa, who scored 15 points. It's getting pretty grim for Katoa. And you know what? I was actually sitting in this game going, you know what? He's got three players to come. I've got none. I'm up by 60 points. If I can maybe just find another player to potentially score 50 points for me, maybe I'll be a sniff because I thought I had a few more points to come in updates, which I did in the end. Uh, but little did I know what would unfold in the last game. So I grabbed Chrissy Randall, uh, who I thought would just play good minutes through the middle, and I'm hoping he will now over the next few weeks. Now that uh, Tino's out, so I dropped Havili, went for Chris Randall. Uh, but little did I know in the first five minutes who would cross. Regan Campbell-Gillard, he scored a try. Thankfully, he got Simbin later in the game, which really hurt. But as per is always the way with Supercoach draft, he got Simbin because he, because he put knees into the back of... Chris Randall, my player, who also had to leave the field. So it wasn't ideal there. Uh, but Bryce Cartwright, who he also had, had a wow of a game. 96 super coach points. He killed it. And Ryan Madison came on with 49. So uh, Phil, he had three more players than me. I think it ended up being 12 tries to three over the weekend. He only beat me by 90. So I was well and truly in it with a sniff here. And I could have potentially purged my bench to get a win here. But... The guys I had on my bench, Cleary, Little, Horsburgh, Tapanay, DeBellin, Bird, Campbell Graham, Sebastian Chris. There was just none, none of those guys that I was willing to let go of to try and get a win here. So I'm going to have to back myself in to win over the next few weeks. Uh, a very, very frustrating weekend to watch. When you're down on players, it's hard enough. And I, I think I would have rather get smashed uh, than what actually played out because, fuck, it was frustrating. Uh, even if he would have just scored three less tries and still won at 8-3, I potentially win that game of football all of a sudden. That would get game of super coach. So very, very frustrating. But 
Credit to Phil. Uh, he's had a lot of lows this year. He's had injuries and whatnot, and I actually thought he drafted uh, pretty courageously. I think a lot of guys sort of uh, sit in their shell on draft day. I, th- I was very impressed with Phil on draft day. He had a red-hot crack, and he's got a little bit unlucky. I don't have his draft team in front of me. Uh, for, from day one, but guys like Sam Walker that he drafted, he hasn't been in first grade. David Nofaluma hasn't been in first grade. He drafted Adam Dewey, who obviously he hasn't gone too well. Also, Scott Drinkwater. It's turned out to be a great pick, but he did fuck all for the first, you know, X amount of weeks, which really hurt Phil. So I do feel a little bit sorry for Philby, how this season has played out, but he did beat me in a grand final a few years ago, so he can suck my left nut. Love you, Phil. Great win. Well done to you. Um, now, let's have a look at my game coming up this weekend. I take on Eamon this weekend to uh, – is it Eamon? Just let me confirm that. Yes, it's Eamon. So I take on Eamon this weekend, who's also sort of at the bottom of the ladder, a nominee for potentially getting the wooden spoon this year or the Napoleon, as we call it. Uh, so this is the game that I would like to think that I should win, and if I don't, I will be pretty upset. But Eamon is one of the luckiest bastards I have ever met in my entire life, and he tends to pull shit out of his ass. So we will see how we go. His big star is probably Reese Walsh, who uh, he returns this week. So, interesting to see how he goes in that game. Um, I'll go through my matchups and everything for this week. We'll talk about his as well as we go. Obviously, last week, again, guys, why I was so short on players was because uh, the South Sydney Rabbitohs, the Raiders, and the Dragons had buys. So, Dragons, I've obviously got Jack DeBellin and Jacob Little. Raiders, I've got Seb Chris, Tapanay, and Horsburgh. So, it actually meant that I didn't have a hooker. I didn't have a front row forward, and I didn't have a fullback either, so that made life hard. And obviously, Campbell Graham was out as well. So not ideal, but that's the way the draft goes. you got to deal with it during these rounds, and if you're someone like Phil, you got to try and take advantage of it, which he did. Now, we get to this weekend, and finally, buy round footy, all that bullshit is done and dusted. One team on the buy each week moving forward, and to be honest with you, I'm pretty stoked with how it's played out. None of my big guns have buys over the next few weeks. I think the only one that really alarms me is... Um, uh, Katoni Staggs has a buy during finals. But to be perfectly honest with you, I'm not sure if Katoni Staggs will stay in my team all that longer. He is doing sweet FA for me, and it's doing my head in. The first game of the week, the Dragons take on the West Tigers. I'm um, expecting the Dragons to win this one. I've got Jack DeBellin. I've also got Jack Bird. He's been named on the bench, so I'm hoping that Jack Bird comes into the starting side. I've also got Jacob Little, so I need to make a decision on whether I play him or not. It will be either Jacob Little or... Or it will be my mate from the Gold Coast Titans, Chrissy Randall. So I've got to decide which one I play at hooker. I'm sort of leaning towards Jacob Little against his former club at the moment. Uh, but we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. For Eamon, he has got Blake Laurie. So uh, if I can, Jack DeBellin can beat Blake Laurie by 10 to 15, I would be stoked and I would take that as a win. If Jack Burr can just get me 40 to 50 at CTW uh, as a base, I am more than happy to take that. Friday, 6 p.m., we've got the Waz taking on the Canberra Ray. Raiders in this one. All my Raiders return. Corey Horsburgh, Joe Tapanay, and I will have Seb Chris at fullback as well. The only fullback in my squad. My Warriors, I will have Dill Walker at centre, and I will have Jackson Ford in my 2RF. So that's going to be a pretty big game for me, the early game on Friday. 
five of my players featuring in that one. Five guys that if I can just get 50-plus, I will be stoked with. Uh, obviously, Horsburgh and Tapanay, I expect a little bit more out of. Uh, but Dill Walker, Seb Chris, if those two can just average, if those two can just combine for 100, more than happy to walk away from that one. Uh, one of Eamon's scarier players in this game is Luke Metcalf, one of my boys uh, that he's picked up from the Warriors. We then got the South Sydney Rabbitohs and the Brisbane Broncos. I've got Campbell Graham. I've also got Katoni Staggs, but I probably won't play him. So just Campbell Graham for me in this game. Eamon, as I said, he's got Reese Walsh. So we've got Reese Walsh returning against the great Latrell Mitchell. So to be honest with you, if I can get a Reese Walsh score of sub 100, even 110, I'd be happy to take that because obviously I've got the big matchup this week with Nath Cleary. So as long as Reese Walsh doesn't go fucking nuclear, I am happy to wear that one on the chin. Um, just looking at the rest of Eamon's team, who else he's got. He's got Rocco Berry as well from the Warriors, who's obviously on that right side. So he will play him. He's doing good things as well. Uh, let's move to the Gold Coast Titans and the Sydney Roosters. First game on Saturday. In this one, all I will have will be Billy Smith. I don't have any Titans unless I play Chris Randall, but I don't think I will. So Billy Smith, he is my only Rooster. I've sort of, I started with no Roosters, then I got about four. Now I'm just back down with the one Billy Smith. Uh, for Eamon, He's got Lindsay Collins, Queensland origin hero in this game. So hopefully he can just score a 50 and call it a day. The next game, the Newcastle Knights and the Melbourne Storm. Pretty big game for me here. I've obviously got Caelan Ponger and Adam Elliott. KP's the big one, though. Uh, there's a chance that he might be my VC. Uh, I'll have to see how it plays out. Probably Caelan Ponger or Campbell Graham as my VC. But I'll tell you what, they would have to go pretty big for me to ignore my number one draft pick for the season. Obviously, Nathan Cleary taking on the Bulldogs. We'll get to him very soon in this game. Does Phil have anyone? No, he doesn't have anyone in this game. Yeah, he's pretty stuck towards the back end, though. We then got the Cowboys and the Eels. I don't have a single player from either of those. In this one, Eamon has got, Jesus, uh, Luciano Lua is the only one from the Cowboys, and from Parramatta, no one. So just Lua. And then we get to the big game. And this is where it'll get interesting. 2 p.m. Sunday. Penrith Panthers taking on the Canterbury Bulldogs. I obviously have Nathan Cleary in this one. He will be my skipper. I don't have anyone else from this game except Skelton, who I obviously will not be playing in this one. So it will just be Nathan Cleary for me. Eamon in this game, though. He's got Isaiah Yo, Liam Martin, and Taruva. So hopefully uh, Isaac Tungo runs the ball all day. Taruva sees none of it. And hopefully Isaiah Yo and Liam Martin can just come up with average scores in that one. From the Bulldogs, he has got no one. He's got Braden Burns, but he's obviously injured. Then last game of the week. I don't have anyone in it. The Sharks taking on the Manly Seagulls. In this one, Eamon has got Lockie Croker, DCE and Katoa. And then he will have to take an AE off his bench, which I assume will probably be Rocco Berry. He's, already, he's also got Brandon Wakem there. I'd probably lean towards he will drop him though, but we'll see how it plays out. But Lockie Croker and DCE, thankfully at Shark Park, hopefully... Good God. Hopefully, uh, the Sharkies can sort out that left edge defense because obviously that's the edge that DCE is on. And if they keep defending the way they have been the, throughout the year, DCE could have a real field day down that edge. So fingers crossed, Olukawatu and Kola, they'll be going pretty hard in the paint down there along with DCE. So that's a worrying little spot for me. He's also got the two Sharkies wingers, Mulatalo and Kartoa. I was actually hoping that one of them might get brushed this week, uh, but it looks like they've both held on. Mulatalo was probably the one with the biggest threat around him, uh, but he's held on. So fingers crossed we can get a tight, low-scoring game in that one, but I'm not overly confident of it. But look, uh, with Nate Cleary as captain, I would like to think that I find a way to win this weekend. I think that across the park... 
my team is probably more solid than Eamon's, more consistent. And I think I have got the good captain option there. But Eamon is one of the arsiest motherfuckers I have ever come across in my life. Weird shit tends to happen to him. I'll tell you a story about Eamon. Uh, a few years ago, he was he was sitting pretty bang average in our draft comp. I don't think he was right at the top. I'd say he was fifth or sixth. Uh, and he actually went to Europe uh, for the entire final series, essentially. Uh, and he left his super coach captain on Conrad Harrell. Didn't change his team the entire time he was away, and by some form of fucking miracle, he won the comp. Connie went on an absolute tear for the Gold Coast Titans. So when I say the arsiest guy I have ever met in my life, I am not kidding. He essentially won a Supercoach draft comp without opening the app. It was unbelievable. And the rest of us are over here in Australia taking it unbelievably seriously, staying up all night to work out our team. And Eamon, like Cosmo Kramer, just falls ass first into a Supercoach premiership. And, uh, geez, doesn't he remind us of it quite regularly? Really struggling this year. But as I said, he can get lucky and he can get points from anywhere. Uh, so at, at th- this week, it's me, the highest scoring player in our competition, taking on Eamon, who is the lowest scoring player in our competition. So hopefully Reese Walsh and those boys can stay quiet. I think I would be a pretty short price favourite to win this week. So fingers crossed we get it done. As I said off the top, me on the ladder right now, I'm in fourth place, but I need to keep winning because the guy in fifth is really on my hammer, uh, which is a bit disappointing, obviously sitting in fourth place, but I've you know, I've scored so many points this year. I've scored 15,867. Uh, the guy who has scored the second most points has scored 400 less points than me. So there's a 400-point gap between me and the second-highest scorer, and he's won two more games than me. So has the guy who has scored the fifth most points. So uh, Tommy Burns, who has scored, who's won two more games than me, has scored 800 less points than me. So it's fucking wild how it's playing out this year. But that's the way the Supercoach draft goes. You've got to fucking deal with it. You've got to find a way to get in the top four. As I've always said to you guys, throughout every week of this season. Ideally, I want to finish fourth. That's always the aim every single year because you get a, the, the better waiver pick, etc. So hopefully, it'll play out perfectly for me. I've had a couple of tough losses throughout the years, through throughout the weeks, but now... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All my players are starting to come back. I just need to find a way to hold on to that fourth place because Mick, his team's improving. Um, We'll talk about him soon in a few weeks when I play him. Uh, But he's obviously got a couple of injuries as well, to be fair. Luke Brooks, Jazz Tavanga. Uh, But he's had Latrell Mitchell out the last few weeks, so he returns. The other thing about Poo's team, which is is really going to hurt him, he had a combo of Matt Moylan and Shiva Talakai. Matt Moylan obviously dropped this week and Talakai going back to the bench. So that could really, really sting him. He's got Jaden Campbell as his fullback as well, who's gone back to the bench, but he gets Latrell Mitchell in now. Uh, a positive for him, uh, he has got Jermaine Hopgood. So obviously with RCG uh, getting suspended for a couple of weeks, uh, that'll provide Hopgood with a few more minutes. So it's not all doom and gloom for Michael, for Mick. Um, there are a couple of positives, but definitely losing Sifatalakai and Moylan is going to hurt him. So fingers crossed we can um, yeah, he's got a couple of players here that are sort of, he's got Chad Townsend, Assi, uh, a couple of guys that aren't 
overly fantastic super coach players. Um, so fingers crossed. It'd be great if he can just lose a game over the next few weeks. That'd be unreal. If he can lose one of his next two and I can win my two, uh, it means that I don't have to really worry about our match in the last week because my for and against is so much better than his. But with Latrell coming back in, I think he'll be a red-hot chance all over again. So, all starting to heat up. That was a lot for you guys to take in. I probably care about it a million times more than what you guys do. But I will keep on going with the updates to my Supercoach draft team as the season progresses. Finals, not too far away. The business end, the bright lights, uh, where we're looking to hunt down our third premiership victory. It's been a while between drinks, uh, so we need to get one done because it has been a while. So not too far away, all starting to really heat up. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.